let's look to Sunday in the NBA. There are 11 games on, but we're going to stream in to win your matchup on the Sunday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am not being forced to say wacky, weird, funny things at the start of each show. Is that right? right? I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on Instagram at RedRock underscore... Oh, sorry, TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash LockedOnNBA and use the code, all lowercase, LockedOnNBA, for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Streaming ahead for Sunday. I think some of you are confused with the way that we did these shows last season. God, bring back the thing where you talk about each category. I am. We did that every single Sunday last year, except when we got to fantasy playoffs. And then we turned it into a daily thing because that's what fantasy playoffs are about. So it's Sunday. So we're looking at every single category. That's what we're doing on today's show. Yahoo points, ESPN points, fantasy categories, what we can do to win our matchup specifically for week three with a couple of other things thrown in there. So let's get in. Let's do our daily look ahead to Sunday's action across the NBA. And let's just start with some injuries that we need to pay attention to a bunch of blokes that are out at the moment. Miles Bridges still remains out with his suspension. It's not too far away. I think it's two um, two games to go for Bridges. I'm just looking at any other news that's broken here. Um, wow, late scratch on Markel Fultz. Wowee. All right, that came out of nowhere. Um, all right, so Miles Bridges out, Terry Rogier out, Ben Simmons out again. That is getting worrying with his hip. Monte Morris, Bogdan, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, they all remain out. Isaiah Livers remains out for the Pearsons. Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, CJ McCullum all remain sidelined for the Pelicans. We've got Caleb Martin, I'm assuming, out. He's been ruled out for Saturday. This knee thing is not going away. I'm just going to rule him out. I'm going to rule Scoot Henderson out. Well, no, I'm going to. He has been ruled out. Uh, Anthony Simons is out. I'm expecting that Malcolm Brogdon is out. I don't think he's going to play. I haven't heard that officially, but I don't think he'll play. Uh, and Trey Murphy and Boyan Bogdanovich, as I mentioned already, they are uh, they've been ruled out. Um, Devin Booker is doubtful. Uh, I don't know why I put the asterisk there. They are, him and Jared Vanderbilt Bar are both officially doubtful for Sunday's game, so they're not likely to play. Vanderbilt probably is going to return next week, and Booker doesn't appear. Uh, to be a few, or doesn't appear to be far away. For the Grizzlies guys, I don't have full updates on these guys yet. I'm just double checking to see whether anything has changed on uh, on those guys at this point because you know, things change at very fast pace. No, uh, Xavier T. Illman is still questionable. Zaire Williams is still t- uh, questionable. Tillman has missed every game this week. Uh, Williams missed the last game. Jalen Duran, I'm going to list as questionable. They haven't updated that. He's left. He left last game with ankle soreness. He's had ankle problems. I wouldn't be shocked if he misses again. Jaden Ivey with an illness. Well, we don't know. He's been out for a week. Hopefully, he's back soon, but we can't be certain of that at this point. 
Um, other injuries, Alex Caruso did pop up on the on the injury list, so just be aware of that. Um, that that's for today's game, I think. No, no, for tomorrow's game. Um, I'm just double checking the schedule. Yeah, for tomorrow's game, Caruso is there. It's questionable. Alec Burks still questionable. Herb Jones um, likely questionable or officially questionable. Actually, Herb Jones. Najee Marshall is officially questionable for the Pelicans. So that's going to if Jones and, and Marshall play, that's going to drop the value of uh, Dyson Daniels pretty significantly. Nas Reed left last game, the Wizard of Noz, with a neck injury. We haven't had an update on that yet, but we did get a listing of our goose, Anthony Edwards, as probable with an illness. He did not practice, but he is listed probable for the game on Sunday. And then in great news, it, it, he's back, the big fella, Nick Claxton's returning. So their lineup is still a bit all over the place because Cam Thomas is out, Ben Simmons is out. So we we're expecting Dinwiddie, we we're expecting Bridges, Johnson, Finney Smith and Claxton would be my guess. So Finney Smith's value is going to drop when Thomas and Simmons return, but he can still roll with him. Royce O'Neal's value is going to drop. This hurts probably a little bit of Lonnie Walker as well. And how does it hurt Lonnie Walker when Claxton's the center and Lonnie Walker's a two guard? Well, Finney Smith's been playing center. So Claxton plays that now. Finney Smith pushes down. Bridges pushes down. Everyone else pushes down. There's still value there. Uh, and hey, who knows what's going on with Spencer Dinwiddie? He's been dreadful and his minutes have been reduced. So there's still something there with Lonnie and with Dennis Smith, as you'll see later on. But the Claxton return does have an indirect um, impact on those players. I think that's uh, I think that's fair to say. To say there is some sort of uh, impact on them, even if it doesn't appear obvious at first glance. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports as well, because instead of worrying about lineups, salary caps, pros and sharks with their elaborate algorithms and spreadsheets, it's just you and player projections. Prize Picks puts them up, you knock them down, more or less. That's all you do between two to six individual players, and you can actually win up to 25 times your entry fee back. Now, I miss the days of prize picks telling me how they cover all these sports, including disc golf. I'm going to assume they still run disc golf on their prize picks player projections, and you can go do it. But if not, you want to do something boring like the NBA and basketball, do it. It's all over there at prize picks, and can even go up against celebrities such as Meek Mill and Andrew Schultz. They found on the Community Plays tab, tab over on the Price Picks app. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA and you get a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA and a first deposit match up to $100. So... Someone made a suggestion on, on one of the, the shows, one of the daily shows. Hey, can you just put at the start of the show who's playing back-to-backs? Done. There you go. It's two teams playing the back-to-back um, Sunday through to Monday. Chicago, the Knicks, and the Wizards have the Sunday-Monday back-to-back. So there you go. So if you're looking to stream guys Sunday-Monday, there's your options. Chicago, New York, Washington are your back-to-back streams. So instead of doing the two-for-one section at the end, I'll just throw it out now. Like, Knicks, Bulls, Wizards are the, are the teams we can look at. So you're Josh Hart's, Kobe White's, Alex Caruso's. Wizards, if anyone dropped Denny Avdia or Tyus Jones. Maybe deeper leagues, it's Ryan Rollins or Bilal Kalabali. They're your two-for-one options across those three um, individual teams. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take someone under the lens. And what I said I'm going to do with this is every day, I'm going to look back at the past seven days, 
and look at the player who's playing on this day who's had the biggest rise in value or the biggest fall in value. It might be a fringe guy sometimes. It might be a top-level player sometimes. And this time, it's Paul George. So Paul George has had the biggest fall over the last seven days in his production value of anyone that is on the slate for the games on Sunday. So it obviously hasn't been great for George over the last week. So his minutes are a little bit down, and this all ties into, of course, the arrival of James Harden. 32 minutes a night. He was at, he's at 33 for the season, so it's not it's not a big drop off, but it, it is important. But they're being smack, smacked in that time, All right? So George over that over these last three games, he's averaging 14 points per game. He's hitting 1.3 triples per game. Is this Harden? Is this what's happening? Right? This is what we need to determine. Is this drop off from Paul George? While maybe not this extreme, is it Harden? And I think the answer is not really. And I'll tell you why. He's averaging 28.8 fantasy points. That's 96th over the last week. Pretty bad. He's 55th in minus one fantasy rankings. Again, this is a guy that was top, has been top 10 over the course of the season. Actually just fell out of the top 10 yesterday. But a, a, a drop-off, obviously, there. 14 points per game. 5.7 rebounds. Two assists. 2.3 steals. Now, George has had big steal games or big steal seasons in the past. He's elevated there, but that's sort of in line with what he's been doing. Is it James Harden's fault? that he is averaging only two assists versus him averaging three and a half before Harden arrived. Yeah, probably. That's probably part of it. But the usage hasn't really changed much. He's at 26.2 when he's at 27 for the season. So that's not really changing. What is changing, and is this James Harden's fault? Uh, Indirectly, maybe. George is shooting 28% from the field, including 17% from three and 40% from two. Now, I say it's indirectly James Harden's fault. James Harden is not causing Paul George to miss shots, but sometimes it's just a disruption to the flow of things. It's like, oh, when do I take my shots? How am I fitting in? What's actually going on with this new guy in the rotation? And that will fix. That will fix up. It's not a situation where somebody is coming in and taking all of his shots away. That's not really the... Now, they have dropped a little bit, for sure, down from 15.9 to 14.3 shots per game. That's yeah, one and a half shots per game in one fewer minute. That has, that's dropped. So let's say it's a shot per game that is dropped off and one fewer free throw. Maybe that is what sticks. The two assists down from three, maybe that sticks as well. But 14 points, 28% field goals won't. This will come back up. This is a perfect buy-low opportunity for Paul George because we all love, everyone loves something to talk about negative about James Harden. That Dallas Mavericks guy with that clip about Harden. Okay, fine. Good on you, mate. That's it's all good. All right, everyone loves a negative discussion on James Harden. And if you are someone who is just blinded, blinkered to look at rankings, which many people are, you will look at Paul George and see the numbers coming down. And if you look at the last week and see that where he is on traditional rankings, like 150th, you go, Jesus Christ, Harden's killing me. But he's just not shooting well. And that will come back up. And you could make an argument that with Harden there, maybe the percentages rise even further. Is there a, There's no reason that he's shooting 17% from three and 40% from two, outside of it being a terribly bad coincidental timing to have a cold streak. The assists, I grant you that. But everything else... I don't really have a concern with it. So if I'm snagging Paul George for someone who is panicking because of Harden and Harden's killed everything, now's the time to get in on that, I think. Because it is going to correct. 
And it's not going to be anything to do with James Harden's presence or James Harden's absence. It's just going to be that Paul George's shots, they they just go in. That's what it's going to be. So let's talk about how we stream it in for the Yahoo Points Leagues out there. This guy is going to be mentioned a lot, and it's Skylar Mays. Scoot apparently now has a bone bruise in his ankle as well. So looking two to three weeks, maybe more. Malcolm Brogdon's dealing with a hamstring. Mays is going to start. He's going to play 30 plus, and he's available in 93% of leagues. I was, if I was going to do a stream of the day for today, Skylar Mays would be the 10, 12, 14, 16 points league category stream everywhere. He's the guy, right? He's the guy you add. So in Yahoo Points, we look to add him. Jordan Hawkins is a Yahoo Points streamer for today or for Sunday. Denny Avdia, available in some more shallower leagues. Jeremy Sohan, worth a look. I say Dorian Finney-Smith here as well. Yes, Claxton is back, but we've lost. Simmons is still out and Thomas is out. And I think Finney-Smith still stays starting, and that was a tongue twister, and that keeps some value up there for Finney-Smith. And Kobe White, another name you're going to hear a lot today because, oh, we heard a lot actually in the earlier show, the weekly preview, because of the good bull schedule, and he's available 58% of leagues, and there's a really good opportunity to get him in and stream him, I believe. If we go to ESPN points leagues, again, really hard to understand the roster percentage metrics, but here we are. These guys are all 50% plus available. Zach Collins for Sunday. Mitchell Robinson, 36% rostered. Sure. Skylar Mays, available almost literally everywhere. 1% rostered. Dan Gafford, 47% rostered. If it's Zubats and Kyle Lowry, we... I'm guessing that Lowry plays the back-to-back. He did play their last back-to-back, but he maybe he doesn't, but he did play in their last one. So I am uh, giving the expectation that Kyle is going to be out there, ready to go, rocking and rolling on Sunday, but that may not come to fruition. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. The Jace Case, it helps you have these emergency antibiotics at home. Right, you never know when a disaster or disaster adjacent situation is going to occur, whether that is earthquakes, landslides, fires, floods, hurricanes, whatever. All of that stuff can leave you stranded and in situations where you need emergency treatment. With Jace Medical, you've got access to their online doctors through the um, purchasing part of it, working out your case, but also through uh, advice when you're in that situation where you need to use it. But it's not just emergency antibiotics that the Jace case provides. They can also give you a year's supply of daily medications as well. So you don't have to deal with the inevitable drug supply chain issues that happen worldwide. And you've always got to make sure you've got that supply of your medication at home. And they now also have generic Viagra, generic Cialis as well that's available for you to get on these year-long supplies. So if you go to jacemedical.com, you can see what's available there for you. See what's as an option for your yearly supply. And you can also save 20 bucks off with the code locked on. That's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. And the code is locked on. Let's roll through some category league streamers now. Let's look at the points category. A smattering for different league sizes here. I'm not going to read out the percentages of these guys, but just note that there is different guys here for different league sizes. I will start with Tim Hardaway because he's the guy that you want just in general if he's available. Um, Jordan Hawkins, Duncan Robinson. If you are watching on YouTube, I've got the percentage rosters up on the screen, but you just look in your league if these guys are available. So Timmy Hardaway, Jordan Hawkins, Duncan Robinson, uh, Lonnie Walker, of course, Skylar Mays, and of course, Kobe White. 
all of these guys have, let's say, 20 point upside. May yeah, all of them have 20 point upside with let's say a safety of 13, 14 points. And that's a pretty good stream option for a weekend to have quite a few scoring options available in terms of three-pointers when we're looking to stream those in. A lot of the same names because points and threes tie in together quite often. Jordan Hawkins, Duncan Robinson, Timmy Hardaway, the Duck, Luke Kennard is going to be there. His production's been trending up. Royce O'Neal, he doesn't do much in terms of twos, but he does hit threes. And Grayson Allen, with Devin Booker unlikely to play again. Allen's available in many, many spots. And him and Eric Gordon are both going to be useful. But Allen's a guy we can look at for threes. He is a very, very good three-point shooter, and that uh, helps us. Rebound streaming. We, we transition to the bigs now. In shallower leagues, Isaiah Stewart is available. He, he shouldn't be necessarily rostered, I don't think, in 12-team leagues. But in 10s, he can be on the wire, and that's a really good stream option. Derek Lively, Tari Eason, really good rebound streamer. Um, Bismack Biombo still available everywhere. Well, not everywhere, but only 22 rostered. He, he should be rostered. I, I don't know where the Tillman's going to play, but we're still rolling with Biombo. Yeah, he should be rostered in every 12-team league at the moment. Josh Hart's at 44%. Really good out-of-position rebounder. Hard to trust him as an everyday guy, but yeah, worth a look. And then Royce O'Neal, also a pretty good rebounder. Claxton returning probably hurts that a little bit, but it's not extreme. If we are looking to stream in assists, there's not huge amounts of these guys, but there's probably more than you get at other times. Kyle Lowry's up there. We talked about him with Tyler Hero out. Jeremy Sohan played quite well last game. And I do think that he is he's a borderline 12 guy, but with some assist stream value here. Killian Hayes has been killing it. Pun unintended, actually, there. He's always been a really solid assist guy. And with unlikely that Burks and Ivy or all of those guys return, then Hayes is still going to have a strong role. And he's very clearly ahead of Marcus Sasser in the rotation. Dennis Smith Jr. with Ben Simmons out. Smith played like 25 minutes last game. Excellent defensive stats guy, but also a solid assists player. Claxton returning hurts him a little bit, but not not really that much. Reggie Jackson, the Nuggets starting point guard, available in 86% of leagues. I don't know that he's a must-roster guy, but the minutes last game were very interesting. And then ESPN legend Jacob Gilliard. I'm not sure that they start him again. I thought he looked pretty good. Is it worth starting him even if Zaire Williams is healthy? Well, maybe. As I said, I think it was on this show last week, I said, hey, Gilead's a guy with a very, very good assist rate and a very strong assist to turnover ratio. Showed that in the G League last season and has showed it here again in the NBA. And if he's going to play real minutes, and real minutes might mean 18, he's at least a streamer for deeper leagues. If he starts, well, he's a streamer for every league. Unless you play on ESPN because you can't add him in because he's not in their database. For steals, if I'm going to criticize ESPN like I did on the weekly show, Yahoo, where's Stanley Amude? Why is he not in your system? He was on a training camp roster last season. He's on the Pistons roster this season. He's played rotation minutes. Get Stanley Amude into your database. Fix it. Stop being embarrassing. Steals. I've got Alex Caruso there. He's a really good steals guy. I just don't know that he's going to play. Of course, Alex Caruso, as soon as he plays 30 minutes, he pops up on the injury report. We hope it's okay, but he would be a good option there. The painter, Matisse Thibel, with everyone going down... Simons, Brogdon, Scoot, Thibel, who does start at the three and doesn't do anything offensively, he has to play more minutes. They have no guards. It's Mays and like it's Sharp. So Thibel's going to have to play more. Makes him a good steal streamer. Contavious Caldwell Pope's available in 37% of leagues. I still view him mainly as a steal streamer, but he's available in some spots. Dennis Smith Jr., excellent steals guy who's available in 98% of leagues. 
Gary Payton for the Warriors. They've got a back-to-back. Who knows who sits or who doesn't, or if anyone does. But Payton's in the mix there. And then another 2% guy, Cam Reddish, who I think will start again for the Lakers. And what Reddish has shown in the past to be a not very good NBA player, although he has improved this season defensively. I still don't really buy it. But he's always been a volume threes guy and a volume steals guy. And we can take advantage for that in fantasy. If he's going to play 26 minutes, 27 minutes, then Reddish is usable for those particular categories. Let's look at blocks. Well, it's Bismack Biombo Again, it seems weird that he still is available in as many leagues as he is. Derek Lively there. I don't think he's losing that job anytime soon. Big Dick Nick Richards. He's available. He's a very good block streamer. Drew Eubanks. Minutes have come down the last two for Drewy with Nurkic's minutes going up for whatever reason. But Eubanks is always worth a look for blocks. Um, Derek Jones Jr., who is a guy that, as I talked about on the week, uh, weekly preview show earlier today, I think we need to be considering him as, at the very least, a 14-team league guy and definitely worth the discussion in 12s. And then this was an interesting one. Peyton Watson's a very good blocks guy. The fact that Peyton Watson is rostered in 1% of leagues suggests to me that on Yahoo, dynasty leagues make up for 1% of leagues. Because there's no real reason to have Watson in any redraft formats that are 20 teams or less. And that's as big as you can go on Yahoo. But in dynasty leagues, he should be rostered everywhere. So dynasty leagues have got to be like 1% of leagues, which is a bit of a sobering stat. Although, to be fair, there are some people who think they run a dynasty league. Sorry to you guys if this is you, but you don't. You don't. Someone said to me today, well, yeah, Amen Thompson was just dropped in my dynasty league. Sorry, guys, that's not a dynasty league. It's a league where you can keep guys masquerading as a dynasty league, but it's really a redraft league. If there is any dynasty league that is dropping a men Thompson, it is not a dynasty league. Sorry to tell you. It isn't. You can label it whatever you want. If anyone is dropping a men Thompson, a men Thompson in a dynasty league, you are not a dynasty league. That's, I don't make the rules. I actually, actually, you know what? I do make the rules in this instance, and that's not a dynasty league. Let's look at field goal percentage. Who can we stream in? This is not just about pure percentage. It's about volume as well. Derek Lively, Dwight Powell, the two Mavs legends. Tom Bryant, 2% rostered. He's going to get some run. Does Bam even play the back-to-back? I don't know. But he's a good field goal percentage player. Nick Richards, Goldfinger Charlie Bassey. They're giving him minutes. He's playing like 16 a night. He's actually providing like close enough to 16-team value at the moment. And then, of course, Bismack Biombo as a field goal percentage streamer. For free throws, Kobe White and Skylar Mays, my two guys. Very good options. The Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari, 1% rostered. Is he good? At this point, not really. Does he make any sense on the Wizards team? Not really. Could he go two for two in 16 minutes? Yeah. Grayson Allen's an excellent free throw shooter. But what about my man, Teo Maladon, the salt flake? 0% rostered. Zero. That's got to be a typo. That's ridiculous. Maladon is the backup point guard in Charlotte. Terry Rozier is out. He's playing 18 minutes a night. Even those of you in 16-team leagues, why is Maladon not rostered? He's a very good free throw guy and assist option. And then the Duck, Luke Kennard, is also an excellent free throw percentage guy. And then lastly, well, not lastly, we've got something else coming after this. Some other categories that some of you run for category leagues. Three-point percentage, I'm looking at Luke Kennard as a streamer in an assist-to-turnover scenario. Kyle Lowry is there. You could also throw Jacob Gilliard in there. Offensive rebounds, Tari Eason looks nice. And free throws made, terrible category. Uh, Let's go with Kobe White. And then lastly, let's just get chunky. 
over the next five days, we've got three quality game days, but there's no one that plays on all of them. So we're talking Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sunday and Tuesday are the two days that aren't quality days, but no one plays uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So these six guys all play two games over the next five days on quality games that can you can use. Malik Monk, Kobe White, Josh the Hitman Hart, Al Horford, Alex Caruso, and Fanta Pants, Kevin Herter. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. I should have mentioned this. There's an earliest shit game tomorrow. Midday Eastern, 4 a.m. Australian time. Early, very early. YouTube, comments, likes, bells, subscribes. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.